Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we traveled to Lock Haven, Pennsylvania, talking to Shane, the lead singer from Fire in the Blood. I was put in contact with him through our mutual friend, Glenn Gucci. You might know him from putting on Brick by Brick Fest, which is an awesome fest in Pennsylvania. You should definitely check it out if you've never heard of it. But I was really happy to be able to talk to Shane. I think his band is really awesome. And I honestly think more people should be listening to them because there's a lot of bands that are in that same vein who are really popular. And I feel like if they had more exposure, they would be bigger than they are. So here I am to help push that. I hope you guys listen to this podcast and are interested in listening to Fire in the Blood. I feel like they would fare really well with a ton of other bands. So without further ado, welcome Shane to the podcast. Thank you for being down to do this. I know I asked you, um, it was like, I think sometime last month when I hit you up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, be a bitch. Seems like it's been forever. It seems like we had this plan a while, but I think it was like the beginning of July. We had talked about this. Yeah. I was actually, um, put on to you guys through a mutual friend, uh, Glenn. <clears throat> oh, hell yeah. That's, uh, that's the dude. He refers to himself as our band's publicist because he's he's helped get us on a couple shows and like you know he's he's kind of stuck his neck out there for us a little bit. So yeah, that's awesome. Hell yeah! So I I just was talking to him about uh, brick by brick. Excuse me, brick by brick. The fest that he books, and uh, I was just like asking him like how it went, and we we're just like talking about music. And he suggested that I check out your band Fire in the Blood because he felt like it would be uh, something that I'd be into. And I took the time to check out your guys' band, and I was like, dude, this band's so sick. Like, I'm surprised like people or more people aren't talking about them. So I, I hit them up to put us in contact, and that's how we got here today. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, I appreciate it, for real. Yeah. Hell yeah. So on your guys' band camp, uh, the song, or is it like a single, um, Undone? Yes. Yeah, that's just a single. Um, we recorded that actually at the very beginning of June because we wanted to have it out on the internet for Brick by Brick. And I mean, the plan is to get back in the studio here September, October. I don't have like a deadline or even dates picked or anything like that because we don't want to like put pressure on ourselves, but we're going to try and do like three or four more in addition to Undone and releasing on another EP. Who does the, um, because there's like vocals like towards the end of the song. Like, I, I know it's not you, but there's like somebody else on the track. Um, yeah, that's our bass player, Cole. Uh, he does like, 
most of the backing vocals on like the other EP too, but uh, there's some like layering and some clean singing on that track that our uh, guitarist Tyler does as well. Okay. That's awesome getting a little bit of everybody involved with the vocals. Hey man, it makes it easier on me too because I suck. So I just, to have somebody else help me out is makes it easier. And I don't know. I like to involve everybody in the band and have everybody do something. For sure. And, and do you really feel like you suck or are you just saying that? Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, yeah, but no, nah, I'm not going to like get, get down on myself or anything like that on a podcast and sound like a complete wimp. That's all good. So I, I was curious, um, how did you guys' band come together? Um, well, our original drummer, who we just got a new drummer not that long ago, and both of our guitarists were in another band from this area called Menace. And that band was like super important to me. Like they took me everywhere and like I did a lot with that band, like traveled everywhere with them, met a lot of cool people through them. So when that band kind of fizzled out, our guitarists, Tyler and Dan, they were like still jamming and writing music. Dan was playing drums and Tyler was playing guitar and it was just the two of them. And then eventually like our old drummer Clay and myself were like, yo, let's start playing. And I don't remember when we brought our bass player Cole into the mix, but probably like we had like three or four songs right now at the time. We we're just like, hey, do you want to play bass for this? And yeah, that's where it started. That was like very be and middle of 2017 and then we put the record out like January 2018 and the record you're speaking of is the darkness and goodbye correct yeah so there was no demo b before that nope didn't do a demo just went right into it with an EP uh, I mean I guess we treated it like a demo because like I said we put that out and we're just like those these are the only songs we have this is what we're playing but yeah, we never did like a, we never like went for like a lo-fi demo or anything like that. We were just like right away, like went into like a legit studio and stuff and like try to put out something quality right off the bat. Yeah. Can you talk about uh, where you guys recorded the record? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we recorded in Richmond, Virginia with our friend Jordy. He plays in a couple of bands. He plays in Dead and Dreaming plays in paper trail and uh he's in a new band called copperhead from richmond they're all awesome bands um but yeah, he he has a little studio in his place called it's called Soulcraft collective and they've done some like like a variety of different things but as far as like hardcore that he did uh paper trail beggars row evade watchdogs and red vision that's what i can remember anyway Hell yeah, and I, those are definitely some notable bands, but I was just curious. So you guys recorded with Jordy, but you had um, Len Carmichael master everything. Is there a reason you guys went to him to do that? Um, Not like a particular reason, other than the fact that we're just like, we should just get like a second ear on these songs, basically. Okay. Jordy put a lot of work into the, the EP and like spent a lot of time mixing and you know doing everything like that and we're like it'd be cool to have somebody else who has no biases like isn't super tight with us or anything like that like 
to take the songs and then master them. So that's why we went to Len. Plus, I mean, mastering's not all that expensive. <laughs> like just to have somebody just somebody on the outside master a, a couple tracks isn't and like a true additional cost. It was worth it. Okay, because um, to be honest, I'm not really familiar with um, how that whole process goes down. So that's why I was just curious. Um, to, I mean, I'm not either, but from what I've learned from, you know, recording and being in other bands, like there's definitely like a difference in like mixing and recording and then mastering is just like bringing up levels and like final touches and stuff like that. So that was like why we chose to like have somebody else master the songs just to, I guess, get a different, like almost like have a second opinion and have like a, an outside ear on the songs of somebody who hadn't even, Jordy had been hearing the songs, working on them for like a month. So we were like, let's send it to somebody else and have them finish them off. And you guys uh, seem to have built like a good relationship with Len because you guys recorded um, the song we were just talking about, Undone, with him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all known him for a while. And Tyler and Dan, their old band, even before Menace, recorded with Len. And Len plays in like, he's played in bands for like ever. And like, we've like, I've like booked his bands and stuff like that. And I've always like, known him but like not been like tight with him but yeah after we recorded like on done with him I'm like definitely feel like yeah like he's a friend of mine like he's he's sick he's awesome to work with too real easy to record with are you guys going to record the rest of the ep with him honestly i would like to and this is nothing against jordy because i love him but richmond is so far away and now we're like we all live spread out like we used to all live literally on the same street okay and now we're kind of we're kind of spread out a little bit more throughout the state and Tar tyler our guitarist lives near philly where and lens near philly so it just makes sense for us to go stay there and like we can probably do the record in like a day whereas like going to richmond is that's a whole that's a whole weekend you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I, I definitely not. understand that. Just f for me to think about travel, like the biggest hassle is just being able to get the time off from work. I mean, yeah, that's definitely part of it too. <clears throat> and then like, you got to think like money spent going out to eat or whatever else, like travel expense as far as gas or like tolls along the way, like having somebody like in, you know, this, almost the same state. I guess Len's, he's his studio is technically in New Jersey, but I don't know. I felt like we were in Pennsylvania, I guess. Like yeah, right so it's just like, yeah, logistically, like it all just makes more sense to go record with Len than travel all the way to Richmond. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I really did like the product line put out for us too. Like very happy with it. And I think he, he really gets what we're going for. Like he understands it. And can you talk about oh, yeah, that's the plan. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the plan. Go to Len for the EP whenever, whenever we get the time to go and record it. So do you guys have all the songs already written out? Or are you guys still working yeah. on new songs? We're still work. We're still working on it. We got like, uh, two or three, like pretty well solid. And then, like I said, we'd like to do maybe one or two more 
new ones in addition on done and then drop it as a complete new ep okay hell yeah that's pretty cool because you guys put out your first ep last year and we're uh it's like a little over halfway through 2019 so it'd be cool to get another release before the end of another release yeah that's the plan man i know a lot of hardcore bands you know they drop an ep and then they break up or you know one or two eps and they break up or the end of like things die down or whatever so we're trying to keep plugging away we because we as a band like sincerely like writing music like a lot of bands are like oh writing's a pain in the ass or like we don't ever have inspiration dude i love it for real can you talk about like where you get inspiration from when you guys write music well, I mean, I don't write any of the instruments or anything like that, but I mean, I am there for most of the writing. But basically, I'll I'll give Tyler a lot of the credit, like our guitarist. He's the brains behind a lot of this. He usually brings a riff and is just like, yo, this is what I have in my head. This is what I'm thinking for the drums. And we just kind of like jam it out and basically just hang out and play around on songs and then figure out what we like and what we don't like. And I don't know if you meant like, as far as inspiration goes, like other bands or whatever, but I mean, I could definitely speak on that a little bit if you wanted me to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, most precious blood, remembering never, uh, turmoil, martyr AD. And then like, I don't know. I, I always say integrity. I was, no, I don't think anybody in the band likes integrity other than me. But yeah, so for me personally, I always think about like earlier integrity material when I'm like trying to like write vocals and stuff like that to what we're putting out. Dude, you mentioned um, Martyr AD. I, I think it's pretty sick that they're playing uh, Back to School Jam this year. Yo, that lineup is wild. I can't go. I got a wedding that day. My cousin's getting married, but <clears throat> the lineup is, it's nutty. And it's the final one, right? Yes. The, the final one for New Jersey. Ah, okay. Is there another location? Uh, they had it. Uh, so it, it, if you look at the flyer before they have like the, um, two little tombstones, and right, it, right, yeah. So it has the first year it was in Jersey, and then if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, the other place they had it before was in Boston. Oh shit, I had no idea. Um, let me look that up just to make sure, so I'm not making up things. Uh, oh, you're good, man. Yeah. So uh, Boston, it was '97 to 2002, and then New Jersey, 2014 to 2019. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I had no idea that that were, like, the same things, because, I mean, there's so many, like, I don't know, back-to-school fests or whatever, back-to-school jam. But, yeah, this year it looks so sick. I really wish I could go. Yeah, I I feel like it's it's always had a cool lineup, um, but just uh, really into um, Martyr AD, so the fact that you mentioned them, I, I just had to bring that up. Oh yeah, awesome band. 
Yeah, the first time I saw them, it was uh, down here at like Chain Reaction. It was uh, Martyr AD and Norma Jean. They they played Chain. Okay, hell yeah, that's what's up. What year was that? I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. I I, I remember it was in high school, so I want to say maybe two thousand three, two thousand four. Okay, how old are you? I'm currently thirty. Oh, work, work. Yeah, well, uh, how old are you since we're on the topic of age? Uh, just turned 29. Okay, so we're, we're like, you know, right around the same age. Yeah, well, I guess we're we're considered old in hardcore years now. Dude, I know. It, it, it's so weird to think about. And I, I'm like, wow, I'm now probably going to be that weird guy who still goes to shows. <laughs> no, who cares, man? Seriously. I know plenty of people who are older than that. <clears throat> still grinding. I went to a show last night with my friend. He's 35. He's He's been going to shows since like 94. Loves it. Hell yeah. What, what show was that last night? Uh, I went to Pittsburgh and saw Sanction and Terror and Really Nice. Oh, it was the Pure Noise tour. Correct, yeah. Okay. How was that? I, I'm real curious about how the crowd will be for that. I mean, I thought it was really sick. Uh, I love going to shows in Pittsburgh. I think they have a really cool scene there. I think they have a really underrated scene. Um, it's kind of what you would expect for a show like, because what, Stick to Your Guns headlined, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was what you would expect for that. Like a lot of young kids, a lot of kids who really don't go to hardcore shows per se, but it was cool, for real. It was. I had a lot of fun, and... The venue that they had it at, the sound there is phenomenal. So it was awesome to see like bands like You're the Knife and Terror and Sanction play Dude. with an insane sound setup. Yeah, I love Sanction. Um, the new record's awesome. Oh, yeah. So speaking of Pittsburgh, why do you feel like Pittsburgh is underrated? Um, I mean, I, I can't really speak on why it's underrated. I don't. I couldn't tell you. I just feel like a, there's a lot of bands from Pittsburgh that people don't know about or I don't know. They, whenever someone thinks Pennsylvania hardcore, they always think Philadelphia or Wilkes-Barre, which understandably so. But Pittsburgh's got it going on for sure. They have for a long time. You know, when I re- think about Pittsburgh, the one band that comes to mind is Steel Nation. Oh, uh, yeah. And I feel like that. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. uh, Those are some uh, Central PA dudes. They're from like back where I'm from. Most of those guys, anyway. They started in uh, Lewistown, Pennsylvania. Dude, I I think they're super sick. I I feel like um, like they were pretty active, but then they just kind of stopped touring. And I know that they still play shows, but I wish they would come back out to California. Oh man. I wish that band would tour all the time. That's that's my favorite Pennsylvania hardcore band. They're so good, so underrated. I still listen to Forever Wounded all the time. I got to see them a lot this summer, actually. I played with them t- three times this summer. So, But yeah, they definitely don't do as much touring as they used to. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw them, they... 
they still had like that uh the the singer because um after um he left the band um it just like the kid those are the two uh, guitar players or the guitar player and the bass player they just moved to vocals yep yeah that's that's when it got real good too yeah that, that was like um yeah you, you mentioned that record uh forever wounded super sick record oh yeah that's it's a man, like I said, they're a really underrated band. I think a lot of people just don't give them the time of day, but they kill it. And they, the thing I like about that band so much is like when they play, like you can tell they're having fun. Like they always are having a blast up there, whether there's like 30 people at the show or like 100, like they don't care. Yeah, funny story. I used to be in a hardcore band, and we actually got to play with uh, Steel Nation. And I was—I remember I was like super stoked. I think the lineup was like uh, it was Steel Nation, uh, Know the Score, Fight Like Hell, and I, I can't remember the the other bands that played. But I, I just remember being so stoked That's to be very, able to like, two thousand. 2008 lineup yeah yeah um i, I just remember being super stoked to be able to play with steel nation i i thought they were so sick oh yeah man like i said that's 100 percent my favorite pennsylvania band so that's awesome that you you dig that band or you even know about that band because there's a lot of people i feel like that don't give them the time of day for sure. Well, I hope at some point in the future I'm able to see them again. Um, you know, whether I have to travel or if they eventually make it back out here, I think it'd be awesome. Hit them up, dude. Maybe you can work something out, bring them out there for a weekend or something like that. Uh, I'm really I, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the drummer plays in uh bitter end too. So do, do, do like a bitter end donation west coast tour or something like that dude i would be so down for that speaking of bitter end i don't know where they've been because i feel like they've kind of uh, gone on like a little hiatus because I, 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 they haven't toured and felt like or feels like a couple of years yeah um i know they're like kind of spread out like the one dude was in north carolina for a while and they have a dude in tennessee and like ethan's in pittsburgh and then I think the rest of them are, the other two are in Texas. So I think that's probably just like, it's simply just difficult for them to get together because of how, how spread out they are. Cause I've tried to book them a couple of times. They're like, tried to get them onto brick by brick and stuff like that. And haven't been able to make it work just cause of how, how far spread out they are across the whole country. So you book shows back home? Um, yeah, I like, I wish I had a place to do shows. I would still do shows, but yeah, I did shows for a while. And like, I have a hand in brick by brick. I have since like the beginning, I guess like uh, seven years ago. Okay. So you, you've been a part of all of them. Yes, correct. Okay. And uh, so you used to book shows back home in uh, Lock Haven. Is that where you're from? Yeah, I've booked a few shows in Lock Haven, but honestly, I mostly book shows in Altoona, okay. where Brick by Brick is at, because it's like 70 miles, like highway travel, so it's like an hour and 15 minutes, not that difficult of a drive, and like I said, there was, there's always, there always was like a solid hardcore scene there, so it was much easier to book there than Lock Haven, but I've done some shows in Lock Haven, 
Yeah, to be honest, I've never heard of Lockhaven until I started listening to you guys. <laughs> oh man, I'm not surprised. There's a, it's just a small central Pennsylvania river town. Like, I think there's like probably like ten thousand people that live here, like in the whole county. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, there's central PA is weird. It's just like a bunch of small towns that all run into each other. Okay, and that's why like. As a scene, like we just call it like Central PA hardcore, where it's like we have towns like Williamsport, Lewistown, Altoona, State College, and Lock Haven, and like collectively, it's just like the all the greater Central Pennsylvania area. Interesting. Okay, so you guys are all just kind of unite under one banner. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean. It's nothing to drive for like someone from Central PA to drive like an hour, an hour and a half to like a a show they would consider a local show. I've never like had like a hard hardcore scene literally in my backyard, like other than you know the few uh, shows I did in Lock Haven. Like I said, but those were so few and far between. It was so it's so difficult to find places here because. Uh, it's a small town like a bunch of old people and they don't really they don't want that type of stuff in their halls or venues or whatever when you booked the shows in Lockheed did you have to explain to them what hardcore was or did you just kind of let them just like experience it for the first time when it was going down <clears throat> um well a couple of a couple of times they were just like hey let's just see what happens and like it didn't go over that great. And then there was times where we explained it to people and it still didn't really go over that great. But the last show I did in Lock Haven was, I mean, it was over a year ago. This kid had like a, he opened his own like kind of nightclub type place, I guess you would call it. He did like a lot of rap shows and I was like talking, talking to him about it forever. And I was like, I want to do a hardcore show here. And he seemed hesitant at first, but then eventually he came around to the idea and I had, us, Paper Trail, Watchdogs, and Revenge Season play there, and it was it was awesome. It was sick, but the kid doesn't have a spot anymore. The old people just, weren't like, showing up for the rap shows. Uh, no, it was like I think he was just like tired of running his own venue. Like it's a lot of work, and I think he was just like over it. Which I mean, I can't say I blame him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's so much that goes into that just to try to um, keep it going with all, like a bunch of different people coming like you know in and out of the venue. Like exactly, yeah. I mean, just like meeting your like monthly overhead alone, and then to deal with you know, like I said, he was doing rap shows, so people smoking weed and doing drugs and all kinds of crazy shit. On top of that, like I'm sure it was just a lot to handle. Is weed legal out there? No. <laughs> well, this is a very uh, God-fearing state. And, I mean, I think the only place that's even, like, decriminalized is Philadelphia. But, okay. like, where I'm, where I'm at, like, nah. Um, people, are, people are not about that. Speaking about um, God, is your band religious? No, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. 
Okay, because um, I, I was like, I, I appreciate you putting up the lyrics to all the songs. That is amazing. So anytime a band does that, I want to you know thank them. So I, I appreciate you doing that. And I was just like, obviously listening to the songs and reading through the lyrics. And there's you know obviously uh, so far from God, and and then also down in uh, the darkness and goodbye. You talk about um, bearing a cross. So I, I was just curious about um, your stance on that. Uh, yeah. No. I mean definitely no religious faith whatsoever and I mean I get like the the artwork or whatever is like some type of like religious figure in in like a graveyard or something and you guys have that crown of thorns is that um, correct or is that just yeah yeah definitely I mean I guess I never really thought about the religious symbolism or anything like that so that's sick that you picked up on that but no I mean so far from God isn't even really like a religious song it's just it's simply about, I guess, not being okay with yourself and kind of a self, self-hatred type deal as far as lyrics go. Okay. And uh, the second track on the EP, uh, TOS, can you explain what TOS, um, excuse me, what TOS stands for? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Three of Swords like the tarot card, which I don't believe in that like type of stuff at all. Okay. But I think, I think it's cool at the same time. But I mean, for those, I mean, I guess for anyone listening or for you, you know, three of swords is uh symbolic of like heartbreak and betrayal. And that's definitely what that song's about. You know, the sad song, I guess. I remember I used to date this girl like my early days of Orange County and she was into that stuff. She'd like want to go out and get like our palms red and she got, I guess, is it proper to say a deck of tarot cards? And she was like learning to do readings. And I remember it was like one night we were um, scheduled to go out and do something. I can't remember, but she was like, Hey, like, let me do a reading. And I'm like, all right. And I had no idea what she was doing. And I don't even think she knew what she was doing. Cause she was like laying down the cards in like random orders. And she didn't even remember what like half the cards meant. So in my mind, I was like, wow, this is such bullshit because she doesn't even know what she's doing. I feel like she's making things up, but I just like wanted to be nice and let her finish. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. I think, I think most of that stuff is bullshit and made up too. But as far as like, I don't know, I was thinking of a song and I didn't want to like make it a typical name or whatever. So I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like Three of Swords, you know, it has to do with somebody having their heart broken or whatever. And I mean, the artwork on them is pretty sick. I won't deny that. Like even like Brace War has that seven inch or whatever with the tarot card on it. That's awesome. And a lot of the songs that you write about are, are these like, you know, like personal things that you're going through or are you just writing songs um, that you think people could relate to? Uh, 100%. My lyrics are very personal. Um, I hate being like the focal point or like the center of attention. Cause I'm not really that type of person as far as like music goes or like being in a band that's just kind of how it came across and yeah all all the songs were like written for me except for scales of justice that was kind of like a song for 
everybody. And that one's actually like the most perceived live. Okay. But yeah, that, yeah, definitely write more personal lyrics than anything. Oh yeah. I think that's cool. But, um, so you, you talk about scales of justice is the one that gets like, um, the most pop when you guys play live. Did you have any idea that would be the case or did you think another song would be the one to get people going? I, I mean, it has the most mosh parts I guess, and that's like people, people look for that. Um, I think the heaviest song other than the new one, uh, other than I'm done is uh, I think darkness and goodbye is the heaviest song. And I, I think that's like my favorite like breakdown, like on the record. But yeah, I think it just has to do with the fact that like the mosh parts and scales of justice, like there's so many of them. And I mean, it probably is the fact that the lyrics are less personal and more for everybody else. Okay. That makes definitely makes sense. I'm um, for you guys is uh, set list. Oh, where does uh, Scales of Justice lie? Uh, we clo- we've been closing with it like the past like four or five times we played. We used to play it like, right in the middle, and we used to close with Darkness and Goodbye. But yeah, we we've, we've been closing with it. Interesting. I, I was, I'm always like curious when I see um, bands and I'm always wondering why they structured their set list in that particular way. And it's always it, like to me interesting when you see a band so many times and you kind of see their set list like evolve. Yeah. Um, for As far as like structuring the set list goes, a lot of it has to do with like we use a lot of sound clips and samples. And we'll be like, oh, this would be cool to put this sample here or whatever. So I don't say a lot of this, like, structuring the set list just has to do with that. And we, the two songs that have soloing in them, um, I'm trying to remember, So Far From God, and I'm drawing a blank on the song name, but there's another song that has a solo. And so we try and, like, take a break after those ones so they can tune, or Dan can tune after ripping on the neck of the guitar and stuff. For sure. That, that definitely makes sense. But yeah, there's no like, <clears throat> honestly, like the main, like I said, the main reason we do this, we structure the songs the way we do live. is just cause like the way we fit, like sound clips and samples in and stuff like that. Okay. Do you guys have any shows lined up? Dude, we don't have <laughs> anything lined up, unfortunately. You guys just taking the rest of the summer off? I mean, no, I would definitely play. If we were offered something tomorrow, I would try and make it work. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't get a ton of show offers to begin with. And then for us to find coordination to find all five of us, to get all five of us together, it sometimes just doesn't work out that great. We're, we're busy, you know, we're, we're all grown men. Like the average age of our band is like, I think 29. Okay. So like we all have like jobs and stuff like that. Like full-time jobs can't take off time. So we play when we can basically. And a lot of the times it doesn't always work out that great. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like you guys are so close to Wilkes-Barre Philly and like I, I feel like you guys would like fare pretty well in those scenes. We played Wilkes Barre once and it was it was sick. Um, 
we could I could definitely get a show there again. I have some friends there and it's just a matter of <clears throat> making it happen, like fit all our schedules. As far as Philly goes, I mean, I would love to play there. That would be sick. It's four hours from us. So it's not like the easiest drive to begin with. And yeah, like they have like I mean, it's such a hotbed to play. I feel like they have just like lines of bands just itching for the opportunity to open that are from there. So, you know, I think a lot of those bands get the opportunity ahead of us because we're not we're not a local band to there or anything like that. I could see like a like an awesome lineup with like just like people from that area would be like uh, you guys, Jesus Peace. Um, and then down from like in like Delaware, there's like a band called Simulacra and uh, a band called um, Reign of Salvation. Like my buddy's from Long Island, his name's Sal. He, he like drums for that band. But I, I see like you fitting in with like those bands, like 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 pretty well. And I feel like kids that rock with those bands like super heavy would like love you guys if they knew you guys um, were you know just a couple hours away. Yeah, I mean, that would, <clears throat> that would be sick. And, like, that would be, like I said, that'd be awesome to have the opportunity or anything like that. I guess if it comes across, like, in, you know, we're, the offer's there for us, we'll jump at it. But, yeah, so far we haven't really, like, been throwing any, throwing any bones as far as, like, hey, come play Philly. Okay, well. But, like, we're, we, like I said, we're, we're not the most active band. We're. We're working men. Well, I definitely want to get the word out and uh, you know see if somebody will be down to book you guys at some point. Because uh, I, if you guys are down, I think you guys should totally do it. Because um, I think you guys are good, like musically. You guys are talented, and, and I, I just feel like in Thanks. front of the right people, like you guys could get that pop. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anybody out there listening, you want to book us in Philly? We're down. Just hit us up. Yeah, because like I, I feel like um, just like the state in general just has like a, a bunch of good bands, and there's like like you know uh, obviously like the different scenes that are sprinkled throughout. It's like a it's pretty like in like an interesting state. Yeah, I mean Pennsylvania has always like been a hotbed for hardcore for as long as I can remember, and there's like bands that have been killing it for twenty plus years, like Strength for a Reason, like. So, like, that's probably part of it, too, is just, like, a lot of bands get overlooked because of how many good bands there are coming out all the time. Yeah, and people just have to find a way to stand out, or honestly, sometimes it's just, like, right place, right time. Definitely. It's definitely partially that. Like, it's definitely, uh, yeah, this band got lucky, and they got, you know, they got thrown on this show last minute or whatever, and it worked out for them. And, and part of me thinks like, you know, that's a trip for like somebody to just to play the right set on the right show. And that just like totally changes like the whole like trajectory of their career. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, hardcore is like, has a lot to do with like being a good band. It has a lot to do with just, you know, maybe knowing the right person or having the right opportunity at the right time. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, and part of me feels like there's plenty of. Go ahead. uh, So there's plenty of underrated bands who like you never never really get their break or never really you know people never really give them the time of day or whatever. 
and it's there's no particular reason for it. It's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy thing when you think about like um, bands. Um, or like older bands or even like current bands that you feel like would fare better, like, you know, in a different time period of hardcore. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. I always say that about even like no retreat from Pittsburgh. Okay. Like if that band came out today, they'd be the biggest band in the world. That's like so many bands are writing music like that now, but I think they were just like almost too far ahead of their time. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, but um, I feel like sometimes um, you have to write and play what you want to and not to cater to what's popular at that time in hardcore. Absolutely. Because if you look I'm, at I'm glad you said that. Yeah, for sure. Because as long as like we've been around, like you have to realize like hardcore is like it goes in like a cycle like for in my opinion i feel like it goes in cycles of what type of hardcore is popular and even though like if the posi you through style is popular now and you want to play the heavier stuff i feel like you should just go and play what you like instead of doing what you think people will be into because um you just have to stay true to yourself because there's certain bands that will break out of the cycle and even though they're not playing what's popular kids will realize like wow they're going against the grain the music's good like they're passionate about it like this is awesome this is like what we need to keep this whole thing alive everybody can't just like follow like what's popular like i feel like people should just have to follow their heart and play what's real for sure, for sure. I agree with that completely. I think you you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, and like you said, as far as cycles go, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking with a friend. And we were thinking about, like, I don't even know when it was, like maybe 2012, when it just seemed like, yeah, like the posi, like youth sounds were, like, huge. And, like, back-to-back records out of Philly and Wilkes-Barre was just, like, that was the shit, bands that sounded like that. And it seems like, I don't know, in the past couple of years, definitely like more heavy music or violent music has come back. And who knows what will be in a couple of years from now. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there was a time where uh, uh, kids were just like super into like the bands that sounded like they were straight out of like, you know, New York. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So and but go ahead. That That's one thing. I mean, with Fire in the Blood, like we're just. Dude, we're writing music that we like. We we don't really care what the current trend is or anything like that. And that's what like we when we recorded Undone, like if you listen, I mean, there's like some clean singing in it, and we've been wanting to do that for a while. We second guessed ourselves so many times on doing it, and then we were just like, when we put this one out, we're just like, you know, fuck it, we're we're doing it because we want to. We don't care if anybody fucks with it or whatever. We don't care if anybody says, yo, that kind of sounds like kill switch or <laughs> anything like that. I think that's awesome because sometimes I get lazy and there's so many times where like, I wish bands didn't change their sound. I'm like, please let your next record sound like the one you just put out. But there's been so many times where bands will progress and it'll even surprise me. And I'll be like, wow, like I didn't even know I would be into this, but I'm happy the fact that they were willing to take the chance to, you know, lose the hype, lose the fans or whatever, just to, um, you know, progress as a band and put out like a new sound. I mean, yeah, look at even like Code Orange, man. They're just like, 
they're still the same band. They just keep evolving as far as like sound goes. Like if you listen to the early material, it sounds nothing like what they're playing today, but it's still them. You know what I mean? And that you said they didn't, they weren't scared to lose the fans. They weren't scared to upset anybody or be like, Oh, this doesn't sound like them. They're, they're putting out music. They want to put out. Yeah. And look at them. They're like one of the biggest bands. They're like one of those bands that, um, like, you know, hardcore band, but then they kind of break through into like, like the next realm. Dude, they're, they're killing it. <clears throat> they were insanely loud. This is hardcore. It was so sick. I mean, and like you said, yeah, they're, they're beyond hardcore at this point doing some insane tours. Yeah. The only thing that I wish they would do is, um, maybe take like a couple weeks off, take some time to put out a new adventures record and then go back to code oh, orange. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's all I want. Oh yeah. Dude, adventures is sick. That, that LP is awesome. Yeah. I honestly thought that there was a chance that they would, um, you know, take some time off of Code Orange and do that a little bit because uh, that record was amazing. And I feel that they could write more music and awesome music like that. And I'm just so surprised that they just haven't done anything with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, did you ever see them? Never. I, I never had a chance to see them. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw them on, uh, they did like a tour with Basement and <clears throat> they killed it, man. They're, there's a bunch of talented people. That's what it boils down to, you know, whether killing it in code orange or inconsolable wretch or adventures, like very talented group of people there. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see. Um, cause they rock out so hard for code orange. And then I've watched like a ton of live videos of them playing adventures. And I was like, wow, they, they look so tame up there, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, but that's cool. Yeah. You got to stay true to yourself. Um, hardcore is um, weird. There's a million different things going on. Don't follow what's cool. Just follow um, your truth. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Like I agree 100%. Like I said, a lot of bands do kind of, you know, well, this is big right now. Let's do this or, Hey, let's bite. Let's bite this band. You know what I mean? Kind of, there's definitely like a lot of like style biting going on, but the bands that keep it real, respect to them. Yeah, and they stick around. The people that, all the posers and the fakes, they eventually fade away. That's right. Death to the fake, power to the real. <laughs> so I'm so curious about your guys' uh, logo, like the, the font. Is, is that like a custom font, or did you guys go to like uh, fonts.com? The one with the crown of thorns? Um. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's like the the one that you use for the um, the darkness and um, goodbye EP. It's like the header on your guys' band cam. I, I'm not sure if you guys are yeah, gonna yeah. stick with that logo. I mean, I would like to. I love that logo. Okay. Yeah, it was custom. Basically, there's this dude from Pittsburgh, uh, Chris Smith, a friend of mine. Okay, does awesome work. He does like if you see a flyer for a Pittsburgh show, he has like a very niche style that he does, and he he probably did the flyer if you saw like once you recognize his work you know it's his but i hit him up before we honestly even had like the record done or anything like that and i was like yo listen 
here's what I'm thinking. I want it to be like scary, kind of old English, but not like your traditional, just like straightforward block lettering. And I was like, I want a crown of thorns and I want the words inside of it. And he sent me that back within like an hour and was like, Hey, what do you think of this? So yeah, <clears throat> the dude knows, knows what he's doing and he's a smart guy. Okay. He's been around forever. He's like in his like mid thirties. So he's like definitely seen like a bunch of different trends, like with like, even like as far as artwork goes or anything like that and hardcore. So he, I don't know. He always seems to know what he's doing. Like whenever we, whenever I hit him up, I'm like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. He, he nails it. And your, uh, excuse me, your EP has it listed as um, Clay Briggs for album photography. So did he actually take a photo of that statue? Yeah, yeah, that's our old drummer. That's the original drummer, Clay. Okay. Um, he, t- <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's kind of fucked up, but he took that photo at like his aunt or uncle's funeral. I'm pretty sure, like in a graveyard, and was just like, "Yo, check out, check out this picture I took. I want to use it for the artwork." And then I hit up Chris and then he added the logo and like, you know, added some like gradient to it and stuff like that and made it look the way it looks now. Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's fucked up or not. Um, I, like, no, not, not fucked up. I guess okay. it's like odd. <laughs> okay. Like a little morbid. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I, honestly I have, um, sorry, go ahead. I have no idea if he was like grieving at the time or anything like that. He's uh-huh. a pretty private person. So I don't know if it was like one of those things, like it was a funeral. He had to be there in support of his family or if he was there because, you know, he truly was close to this person and lost a loved one. But regardless, I mean, it's a cool photo. It's just like literally he took it with an iPhone too. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. Well, it definitely looks um, awesome. And I, I'm, I'm always curious, like, um, when I see imagery like that, like if people just, you know, g- like Google cemetery, but so it's cool to know that, um, your drummer or your old drummer actually, um, was out there and actually took that photo. So it's like something like original. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely try to like keep everything like in house. Like obviously like I have Chris do a lot of design work for us cause nobody in my band knows how to even like operate Photoshop or anything like that. For sure. But yeah, like the concepts and the ideas and everything like that, like the artworks are like, it's always somebody in the band that comes up with it. Yeah. I, I think it's cool that you'd like to keep it, um, you know, local and, uh, have everybody help out and keep the scene going. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you talked about like wanting to record, uh, did you say September October. Yeah. Like I said, I don't have a specific date picked or a deadline or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but that's the goal. Try and get in the studio in mid fall. And do you think it's a real possibility? um, Excuse me, a real possibility that you'll have something out by the end of the year. Hey, that's up to the other people in my band. I'm, I'm pretty open and available, but yeah, I, I think it's a real possibility. That's, we just gotta, you know, really, <clears throat> we gotta push ourselves a little bit and like make the extra effort to be like, Hey, we gotta get this done by the state or we gotta get this done so we can get in by the state to record. 
but obviously we're not going to book studio time until we have the songs 100 percent yeah because you, you don't want to be in the studio trying to figure out like how to finish up songs because you, you, you don't want to waste anybody's <laughs> yeah. time no hell no we we want to go in there with them like rock solid okay have you ever uh, traveled to any other part of the country for hardcore? Oh, dude, I've been a, I've been a bunch of places. Uh, uh, this year alone, I mean, I went to FYA and the Rumble and okay. Red Blood. So, I mean, man, they were all awesome. That was my first time ever at FYA. That fest is so sick. I don't sure. know if you've ever been, but, like, the area in which they have it, like, Ybor City, I had been there and played there in like 2013 in an old band and I hadn't been back since. Man, that city is so sick. Yeah, I've never actually been to FYA. I'm actually planning my first trip out there for this upcoming year for, for 2020. Dude, yeah, definitely make the trip. It's It's like an affordable city too, like I think just like three, it was, yeah, just me and two other friends went down and like split a hotel. It wasn't anything outrageous. It, it's awesome. And then like my parents <clears throat> live in Florida, like most of the year, they're like semi-retired. So like after the fest, I went and saw them. Hell yeah. Like I've always wanted to travel, but like, I feel like my biggest setback is always um, like, having to make plans with people because like i don't mind traveling alone but uh trying to do everything like you know doing everything alone is just like not something that i want to do like i feel like it would be way more fun if i like had friends to do it with so luckily yeah um luckily like through doing this like i've um made some cool friendships and uh i'm actually able to like link up with people you know, at those fests that I've never been to because of the podcast. So um, hopefully I'll, I'll do a little more traveling for hardcore in the future. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's, dude, that's one of the coolest things about hardcore is you meet people certain places and you might not only see that person once a year, once every two years, but when you see that person, you know that a lot of times they open their door to you or, you know, they'll pick you up at an airport or something crazy like that. So like, I would definitely use the podcast as an opportunity to travel and like, yeah, definitely make your way out to the East coast. I don't know if you've ever been to like a Pennsylvania show, but it's something you definitely should see too. It's awesome. Yeah. No, never like outside of California. Like I've traveled um, to Boston for a show. And okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. It was really awesome there. And like on like my side of the country, like I've been to Arizona, Las Vegas, uh, I've been to Colorado. So I went to a show in Arizona once. It was, it was sick. Really? Um, which part of Arizona? Yeah. Um, I think it was Mesa and it wasn't far from Phoenix. I know that, uh, it was about, about a year ago, I saw Rhythm of Fear and Leeway. Okay. I, it was sick. I, I remember that tour coming through California. Yeah, yeah I, I was out there visiting, you know, a very close friend. And <clears throat> we are like, just happened. It just happened to be one I was out there. And he's like, yo, let's go see Leeway tonight. So that was cool, like experiencing something on the complete opposite side of the country. Yeah, I'm always interested in seeing how other scenes operate compared to the one back home. 
it's it's wild because it's it's all the same, but yet it's still, you know, there's still different things. Like, but yeah, you should definitely make your way out to like a Pennsylvania show, even like this is hardcore next year or something like that. Because it's, I'm not like a huge fest person or anything like that. Although I usually end up at them, I'm okay with just watching a few bands and just hanging out. But yeah, this is hardcore was is always a lot of fun. I like it. Did you go this year? I did. Yeah, I went Friday, Saturday this year. Were you able to see Drain? Dude, oh. <laughs> nah, I was sitting in traffic. I slept in that day. I missed a lot of bands Saturday. You know, I was I, pretty exhausted. I think I watched every single band on Friday, uh, or just about every band on Friday. And then Saturday, I was like, yo, I'm sleeping in. I'm chilling. I, I don't think, I think the first band I made it in for was laid to rest on Saturday. Okay. And honestly, I don't know why I asked you that. Cause like, it just hit me. Like we were texting about that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember I hit you up and I was like, man, if he's at the fest, I'm going to say what's up and like introduce myself. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, there's always the real possibility that people from across the country come to, this is our words, the biggest one. Yeah, I definitely want to hit. Um, I'm, I'm like a real big fan of um, Wilkes Bear, so I, I, I get some point like I really want to go to a show out out there. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And um, uh, I think but, we're going to a show there on Sunday. Oh, like uh, you mean like tomorrow? Oh yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're hitting up that it's it's a the Mind Force show. Correct. Yeah, Mind Force and Regulate and. Choice to make plans. I forget who else. Kulu Illusion. Dude, choice to make. What a great band. Great band. Nate's the man. Shout out to Choice to Make. Awesome people. Yeah, I I always credit Nate because he's put me in contact with like so many people. So I'm always like grateful to him. And him and I always like text. I'll like hit him up about like random shit. And he's always down to talk. So I definitely like Nate a lot. Uh, you don't have an iPhone, do you? Yeah. Damn, why well, you gotta put me out there like that? Uh, I was gonna say, dude, because me and Nate, we play iMessage games. He's a, we don't really talk a whole lot. We just send each other eight ball requests all the time. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I used to have an iPhone, but um, I had an iPhone ten and. I broke it because I, I got really mad uh, when I was driving one time. So I broke my phone and I didn't want to pay to fix the screen because to because because at that point they had stopped manufacturing the the x and it it would have just cost like way too much money um to fix the screen so i was like screw this like i'm I'm just gonna i'm finally like um jump back to having an android and i was really curious about the google pixel so i bought a google pixel 3 so i no longer Uh had an iphone and got a lot of crap. I, I, I feel your pain. Yeah, I and I, I miss being able to play iMessage games. Um, I had to leave like the group chat I was in because it was like messing up like certain functionalities. For, oh man, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I you can have like somebody with an Android in your group chat, but just certain things like wouldn't work properly. I don't know if they updated it, yeah. but um, I had to no, leave my group chat. Like, uh... You can't do the reactions or whatever, the laugh react or the love react or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it like a, yeah. a text version of it. I'll say like so-and-so loved an image. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I feel your pain with the, the broken screen. I always have a, a fucked up phone 
but that's because I'm just reckless and I just I do a lot of dumb things and I just I, I don't know I don't take care of my phone because I really don't care that much about it I feel like I'm I, I care so much until it's broken. Then, like once it's broken, I'm like, "Fuck it, it's broken." Like I'm not even gonna like yeah, care anymore. Dude, I'm like the king of like just breaking phones and stuff like that. Like dropping them in off of mountains or like into water and stuff like that. I'm I'm the fucking idiot, man. Like actually, our guitarist Tyler, he bought me like a really nice like moleskin journal, and he was like, "I want you to write your lyrics in this." He's like, please stop putting your lyrics on your phone. He's like, because every, you know, so often you do something dumb or you like jump off of a bridge and you realize you have your phone in your pocket or do something stupid. Because I really don't think about things like that. And I just don't, I don't know. I've lost a lot of money in phones being an idiot. But, and I'm hanging on to this one with a completely shattered screen right now, just trying to make it last as long as I can. Are you looking to upgrade when the new one comes out? Probably not, man. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just going to go back to a flip phone. Some people um, really hang up on somebody. I, I, I feel like um, that's a thing that's going on right now. Like a lot of people trying to like revert back to, you know, stop their like um, their like addictive nature to being on their phone all the time. Yeah, see, like, I'm I'm the person, I won't lie, I'm on my phone a lot, and I'm always, like, playing iMessage games or something like that, but I'm, I also, like, I don't charge it at night, and then my friends will be like, yo, let's go do this, and I'll leave the house with it at, like, 14%, and then my shit's dead the rest of the day, and that's just how it goes. So, I mean, if I were to, like, flip back, or, you know, switch back to a flip phone, at least the battery life would be solid, and those motherfuckers, they last for, like, three or four days at a time. Yeah, I, I remember those old like Nokia's that everybody had with like snake on it. Like they would go like three full days like without a charge. Oh hell yeah! What was your first phone? What was your first cell phone? You're you're about the same age as me. Yeah, so like my mom didn't want me to have a phone for the longest time, so like I, I had a fighter for it. So I didn't get a cell phone until I was like nineteen. So the first cell yeah, so the the first cell phone that I ever owned it was a Sidekick Three. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like 17, almost 18 when I got my first phone. It's a similar situation. My parents were just like, hey, you need to have this. You need to have a job. You need to have car insurance. You need to have a license, all this stuff. And then you can get a phone. Um, so I was like 17, almost 18. I had the, the NV2, the flip. I had the flip-up keyboard and everything like that. Okay. I, I remember that phone. Yeah. Huh. I miss it, for real. You know, I, I remember before I had a cell phone, I, I thought it, my phone would be blowing up once I got one. But I remember when I got a cell phone, like I literally wasn't getting texted by anybody. And I'm like, why the hell do I have this? <laughs> oh, man. Simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah. But the side the sidekick was cool because I remember being able to have like your um your aim chat on there and a T-mail. Um, but... After that, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't realize you could do that. I don't think I had like internet on a phone or anything like that until I got my first iPhone. Really? Okay. Because I, I had a Sidekick three, and then I ditched that and I got a this phone. They're not even around anymore. It was called a Helio Ocean. Yeah, I have no idea. 
Okay. No yeah. idea what that is. Yeah, it, it was like some weird um, phone. I think they got out by they got bought out by like AT and T or Singular back in the day, and then from okay, word. Yeah, and then from the Helio, I went to, I think I went to an uh, the Android. It was like the Android G one, and then Android G one. I jumped to an iPhone three or 3g or whatever it was called back then. And then I had that okay. and then I went back to Android. I, I had a, this like Motorola droid, which I thought was like the coolest phone. It was all right. <laughs> and from there, I think I jumped back to iPhone and I, I stayed there all the way till the 10. And then from the 10 to ah, my Google you. pixel three. And I think I'm going to stay here for a while. Oh, word, word. Damn, I don't even know how we got talking about cell phones, but oh, oh iMessage games, right? Yeah. yeah, random iMessage games, but yeah. So th- that's my random history of uh, having cell phones. <laughs> oh yeah. Have you ever been to uh, you know AJ from FaceRec, his museum preserving hardcore? <clears throat> Yo, that is so sick. I actually went out for like the grand opening or whatever, like record store day. Okay. And <clears throat> I mean, and then I've been out to, I've been out to one show there since, and I'm going to a show there next weekend, but yeah, that place is awesome. That's another place you need to hit. If you ever come over here, Pennsylvania for real. Yeah. It's, that's like it's on one my of a list, kind, man. For real. Yeah. For real. One of a kind. It's, and he updates it too. Like he's literally always adding to it and like, improving not just like the archive in the record store but like the actual museum that dude puts in work for real he cares about hardcore a lot yeah and, and for it to um you know be a museum and a record store and a venue all in one i i think is like super awesome genius idea man really it's a uh, it's yeah it's really cool to see for real and the show space is cool it's small has I mean, good sound. I mean, for like a basement, like of a building, it's awesome. He's Pittsburgh is lucky to have a place like that for real. And how far away you're, are you from the museum? Oh God. <laughs> like that's three and a half hours. Okay. On a good day, I'll make it in like three. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, when I tell people like I'm in central PA, like I literally mean like I live in the center of the state. Like Wilkes-Barre is about two hours, Philadelphia is four hours, Pittsburgh's three, three and a half, Baltimore is like two and a half. Like I'm dead center of it all. And how'd you end up in Lock Haven? Because you mentioned your uh, parents are like semi-retired and they live in Florida for part of the year. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've lived in Lock Haven for like 11 years, moved here uh, a while ago. I have family from here. And, like, my parents are from, like, the next town over and stuff like that. Like, they grew up in the next town over. And, like, so, like, my grandparents and everybody, pretty much everybody in my family is in this area and stuff like that. And then I'm, like, the only one who really stayed, I guess. Like, my both my siblings have moved kind of far away. And my parents, yeah, they're semi-retired. They live in Florida now. Where were you at? But I like it here. Where were you before Lock Haven? Oh, just... uh a smaller town called Mifflinburg. Like, uh, it's about 50 miles, like, I guess, south of here. 
Okay, so you, you've been in the uh, PA like your whole life. Yeah, I've been in I've been in the Greater Central Pennsylvania area my entire life. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's uh, my time here is definitely like coming to an end, and I'm definitely going to look for a, other opportunities and stuff like that within the next year or so. Try and move somewhere new and try something different. But still in PA. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I'm in school right now. I'm going to college. So, like, whenever I'm done with that, I'm going to, you know, just apply for jobs a bunch of different places and, like, see whatever comes up. So, I definitely think, like, 30 years is a long time to spend in one specific area. And I think I'd, <laughs> if I get out and, you know, live somewhere else, so, like, to at least try it to see what it's like. I think it'd be good for me. Okay. I, I definitely can back that. I grew up in the Palm Springs area. I lived there for like the first 21 years of my life. And then I just okay. picked up and left and went to uh, Orange County, which isn't like too far. It's, it's like a, I went like an hour and a half West or like hour and a half, two hours West of where I grew up. And it doesn't sound far, but it's like a whole different world. Oh man. Out there, though, California, like, I feel like an hour and a half could only be, like, 20 miles sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, was, uh, I was to L.A. before, and, dude, that's what a difficult place to travel, man. Yeah, it's so much traffic. It, it, it's pretty bad. Like, L.A. is, like, might be the worst of it. I try to stay out of there. But where I'm at in Orange County, like we have so many different freeways and some of them do get backed up with traffic. But but you kind of just have to know like how to navigate and how to like avoid the traffic when you're traveling. I gotcha. Learn the tricks of the trade or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, you think about it, like you where travel, I travel to shows out there. Um, for me, you pretty much only go to Orange County shows. I tend to favor um, Orange County because uh, that's like, you know, like I, I can drive like 10 minutes to the venue down the road but um my friends and i like to uh, go out like next weekend a group of us are actually driving down to san diego to catch um we're actually going to be there for the whole weekend we're hitting um uh, eco strike is um on tour and we're going to catch them down in san diego and then also um that last backtrack tour is going to be in san diego that same weekend so we're just staying down there oh damn i didn't realize that was still going on holy shit <laughs> Yeah, because uh, we didn't get an Orange County date for either of those tours. And for us, it just made sense to go down to San Diego for the weekend and catch both tours instead of um, hitting L.A. for the backtrack. And then the only the only other gotcha. place the Eco Strike hit was like Northern California, which was like pretty far. So like for yeah, us, it just I mean, made California sense to pretty much the whole West Coast. So, yeah, I mean, because Orange County is what? That's south of like L.A.? Yeah, we're like like yeah, like Is southwest like kind of Anaheim. Too. Yeah, like Anaheim, Fullerton, Huntington Beach. Okay, word. Yeah. So. And then like San Diego is probably what like two or three hours. It's yeah, it's like two two and a half. Just depends on traffic. Gotcha, gotcha. That's not terrible. I've never been to San Diego. I wanted to go while I was out there. I should have went. I heard it's like one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely really nice. Like I've um, been down there. I have like a lot of friends that live down there. That's what's up. Yeah. So like we like to like I don't even really call it traveling because it's like still like within the state. 
Um, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can, like I said, you can do, I consider anything under five hours, like cake. Yeah. Like, uh, in two weekends, um, me and my buddy Garrett, were actually going to Las Vegas for a show and that, that, that'll probably be like the biggest drive we'll do for a long time. How far is that? It's about like probably three and a half hours. Uh, It's not terrible. Yeah. It's not the worst. I'm sorry. Who's playing? Um, so there's a band from Vegas called World Tension. It's like their EP release. And it, like the whole show is like a benefit show um, to like provide kids with like school supplies. So it's like World Tension. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. So um, uh, World Tension's EP release. And then uh, Drain and Hands of God from Northern California are driving out. And I, I know there's like some other like local um, Vegas bands are playing, but I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I got you. Cool. Hell yeah. I mean, more so for the cause than anything. That's a sick cause. That's a. That they did that for Back to School Jam last year. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm always down to support when it's like you know going towards a good cause because it's cool to obviously um you know keep hardcore alive, but it, but I think it's even cooler when hardcore is able to give back to the community in another way. Definitely. I mean, I I mean that's something that goes beyond anything to do with music that's literally like the future generations like who are the most important people in this world if you think about it you know what i mean yeah i i I always preach you have a you have an educated youth like that's what's gonna matter you know 20 years from now for sure i i I always preach about how the youth of hardcore is important but the youth in general is important for like this whole like you know world to continue so the the fact that we're able to like provide them the things they need just to get by i i I think it's cool yeah and those are like things that i think a lot of people myself included definitely took for granted like having pencils or pens or notebooks or anything like that that's like dude i never had to worry about that growing up like my mom took care of all that for me. And then like, you know, you realize like outside of your perfect world or your bubble, there's, there's kids out there that don't have that. Like they literally don't have the financial backing. They don't have the opportunity or anything like that. And I was like, so to have a show that like gives back to something like that is definitely something I can get behind. That's sick. Yeah. Same here. So shout out to, um, black path and everybody out there who has a hand in putting on that show in Las Vegas. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I feel like this might be a good time to wrap things up. All right. Sounds good. Well, Shane, I definitely want to thank you for being down uh, to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. For real. I appreciate the opportunity. This is sick. Yeah, and yeah, for real. I like I said, I, I'm a fan of uh, Fire in the Blood. I I hope you guys are able to get things out before the end of the year. I, I like what you guys are doing out there. Um, in uh, would you like it's proper to say Central PA, right? Yeah, Central PA is all you guys say. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked to uh, see what you guys are doing down there, and I hope um, the rest of PA is able to like reach out to you guys and um, you know get you guys on more shows outside of your area, your area because I think kids would be into your band. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, for real. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, thank you for the support. I appreciate it sincerely. 
Yeah. And, and shout out to Glenn for um, putting us in contact. I um, like him. He, he's a good dude. And every, every time we've ever talked, it's always been a, a pleasure. So um, shout out to him for uh, putting us in contact. Shout out to publicist Glenn, Glenn Gucci. Thank you. Hell yeah. And um, before we actually end things, is there anything you want to shout out? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'll just do some friends bands off the top of my head. Uh, sorry to anybody that I, that I miss or don't include shout out to paper trail dead and dreaming the best band in the fucking world. Uh, evade from North Carolina, <clears throat> face wreck and preserving hardcore settle for nothing. Watchdogs downfall, red vision, uh, MH chaos from Chicago. I'll, I'll stop myself there before I go on too much. Bushido code from Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Yeah. Listen to all those bands, all those bands I just mentioned fucking kill it. They're all current bands doing the damn thing. Hell yeah. Well, there you guys have it. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>